Welcome everybody. Crawl into your interior cave and listen to the hermit and his wife, where we talk spirituality, parenting, Catholicism, inside and out. Well, hi there. Oh, I'm on the squeaky chair again. <sighs> Same intro. Hey, everybody. Same intro. Nelson. Same says, intro. Well, hi there. And you say, Hey everybody, to the camera like a deadpan. If you have some suggestions on a different intro for her. <laughs> oh! Or for me, on how to respond to it, I'm open. Oh my gosh, Set you're right, in. you're right. Yeah. Well, we're talking about something I encounter a lot today. Should I tell them or should you tell them? Who's going to break the news? What? what? The news of our topic. Oh, go for it. Okay, we're talking about discouragement and hope and spiritual warfare. So if that sounds really ominous. It's kind of a. I mean, it, it's not as ominous as it's it sounds. It's kind of a rainy day. It's kind of it dark is. outside. We've got, we've got a candle, like a red, a red votive candle lit on the background. It seems, it seems appropriate to talk about spiritual warfare. It does. Yeah. Well, it's, it's going on all the time. That's true. Even when we're not aware of it. So we're going to touch on three big things. We're going to touch on what, what is discouragement? How does that tie in with spiritual warfare? And then lastly, talk about like, where's the hope and how do we climb out of it? But first, huge disclaimer that discouragement and spiritual warfare, we're not talking about when you are suffering um, and battling with mental illness. That's a totally different category. Sometimes people conflate the two and say, well, you just got to pray your way out of it. Um, certainly, if you're dealing with mental illness or just mental challenges and mental health stuff, of course, prayer is an important part, of course, all of that, but this is not to downplay the seriousness and the levity of needing professional help or needing pharmaceuticals or needing talk therapy or needing any of those things. So I just want to put that out there. Okay, so what is discouragement? Let's define our terms. I think we should talk about spiritual warfare first because... Spiritual warfare. You're like the underpinning. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like tying hope and discouragement. I mean, I get to know yeah kind of what your what your playing field is right okay so, so what's spiritual warfare do you think yeah i'm with you i also think i'm i'm sitting closer to the camera i'm just really not getting in the right spot today all right all right we're settled in we've got our warm beverages anthony talk about spiritual warfare what do you think oh man i love spiritual work it's like one of my <laughs> is that favorite something topics. you should say you love well no i i what well, you're you're weird it is well. I don't know. About, I don't know if it's weird. It's just that okay, it's like what is uh, it? well. Okay, so for I, I think for I think for most of us, it's very easy to become complacent. Um, I mean, I, I imagine that most of our crowd are are Catholics. Um, it's very easy for for people to just kind of become complacent in their you know just in, autopilot in your spiritual life, or yeah, or sure. not even complacent, but you just you haven't really learned i guess um you know what what is the spiritual life and what what's it composed of how do i grow in it um or they haven't you know we have really haven't you know expended the effort in in, in growing that so um okay so i guess Woo, i'm excited I, okay, tell us everything i mean i i think that to talk uh coherently about spiritual warfare we, we have to understand that we're made in the image and likeness of god and uh, I love that line. We had the Baltimore Catechism the other day. You know, well, where is where is the chief likeness? 
to God. Well, it's chiefly in the soul, right? It's, uh, I mean, we have a body as people, human people, we, persons, we have, we have a body, we have a soul, you know, it's a composite, a body, soul composite. Uh, my, uh, my, one of my philosophy professors uh, in the seminary, Dr. John Thornbrew, may he rest in peace, he'd always talk about, you know, the body, soul composite, you know. Ooh, I like that. There's a little hand clenchy. For those of you listening and not watching, Anthony's doing like a... It's, uh, yeah, so, so as, as a human being, you're, you're meant to have a body, you're meant to have a soul, they're meant to be together. They're not, you know, it's not like this dualistic sort of thing. They work together. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very important concept for, for spiritual warfare that we're going to talk about in, in your own spiritual life. So, but with the soul, you've got, I mean, you've got two, two faculties. You've got, you've got an intellect and you've got a will, right? So mm -hmm. you're... So we're, we're, we're like God insofar as we can know things, we can understand things, and we can, we can will things. Um, so you know, the spiritual life is trying to uh, perfect, you know, chiefly these, these faculties. But their influence, you know, is because we're human beings and we have, we have bodies, there's material influences on, on that. What we think about, what we desire, you know, how we're how we're moved. Late night um, cravings for ice cream. <laughs> that would be me. That's right. So, in in your spiritual life, you're, um, I mean, we're we're meant to be united with God uh, here on earth. Um, you know, we have we have material things that surround us, which are you know they're they're good in and of themselves. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to perfect our, um, uh, or be rightly ordered. We're trying to be rightly ordered in understanding what is truly good, uh, what is true. Um, and our intellect is is moved towards what we perceive to be the good. So, mm. got to inform that intellect. Yeah. So our so our um, our will, if if you know if if our understanding is is. Um, is not formed properly, um, and it doesn't sort of, you know, help the will in, in figuring out what is truly good. You're gonna, you're gonna desire things. You're gonna seek things um, that aren't necessarily truly good. So, can you meet, can you explain what you mean by truly good? Like of God that will bring us back to God. Like what the ultimate good. We talk about good, like, but five ice cream bars do taste good, but wow. they're not <laughs> necessarily like being gluttonous isn't gonna draw me toward like the final goal of goodness. That's right. So, so something, you know, something that's good, um, you know, just that, um, there's an object, there's a thing, there's, you know, something that, that the will wants, you know, you, 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 you want that you're, you're, you're moved towards that. Hmm. Um, so I, uh, you know, everybody acts, even if we're doing something that is, that is disordered, uh, sinful, um, we're doing something because, our, our will, uh, it, it wants it and it we're drawn thinks to it. we're drawn to it. So it yeah. thinks that that, that that is good, that that's, you know, that that's, even if it's just for the sake of, you know, pleasure, we perceive that to be the good. And so we, you know, we we're moved, we're moved towards that. So, so in the spiritual life, you know, you're trying to, uh, you're trying to work with, uh, God's grace. You're trying to be rightly ordered in, you know, your emotional responses to things, how you're thinking about things, um, and so so it's. I, I guess one of the chief principles that we need to you know have people understand is that 
you're a spiritual organism. By being in the state of grace, you have um, a participation in the life of God, and you're trying to maintain that. You're trying to go. You're trying to go closer to Him. You gotta just pause at that because oh, no, no, don't be apologetic. Because when you say when you're in the state of grace, you are participating and partaking in the life of the divine. That's that's like earth shattering. We think about what motivates us to want to have a rightly ordered will. I mean, there it is. That's pretty amazing. That's right. That's right. I you've. I, I mean, God dwells. If you're in the state of grace, God dwells within you um, through through sanctifying grace. So you want you want to maintain that. Um, and one of the ways that you're. I mean, you can you can lose sanctifying grace by uh, moral sin, um, which is it's it's a it's a it's a serious sin. Um, you have to know that it's serious, and you have to you have to do it anyway. Um, so you, I mean, at a minimum, you want. <laughs> You want to avoid that, but but spiritual warfare is it's sort of the um, well. Th there's 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 a couple of things. One is um, we're we're constantly being influenced by ourselves, our own. You know whether we're ordered or disordered, we're we're constantly trying to battle against our our perfection. So Saint Francis de Sales talks about you know for you know for humans, I, we're never going to be fully perfect. Uh, you know. This, Big news alert. This side of heaven. It's not happening. But perfection, but, in a sense, consists of constantly trying to mm. strive against your own imperfection. So so we have our own influences. So, uh, you know, we have we have our own, they call them appetites, you know, how we're, you know, sort of moved towards something. So there's the irascible appetites for move towards anger or envy. Like we want something somebody else has or we have something. So jealousy, we want to keep it for ourselves, not let other people have it. So the ice cream. The ice cream. Yeah, get out of the freezer drawer. Those are for me. <laughs> um, the irascible appetites, and then you have the concupiscible appetites, which, you know, are more towards, like, ice cream bars and, you know, things like that, that, you know, our body, you know, like, sensory pleasures and, and things like that. So we're just, we're just trying to maintain um, a, a, proper, a proper order um, and be in right relationship with God. Um, so... So one of the big influences is our own self and our own imperfections. And something I love when you when you point that out is it can feel like sin is really vague and sin and struggles like with our conscience are really blanketed, but it's actually extremely personal because we have different yeah. faults and failings and inroads for Satan than anybody else. So how I'm going to be tempted is different than how you're going to be tempted or how she is and he is. Um, it's a very personal thing. It's not just, ah, it's out there, it's out to get you. No, it's, it's, it's working with what we already have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, That's why it's really, it's personal warfare. It's not like, oh, there's something going on with the angels or the devils, I don't know, or like catechism somewhere. Like, it's very personal to us. Yeah, there's, uh, uh, well, to, you know, to throw out there, there's a, there's a really, uh, it's sort of a uh, humorous book, but it's, it's, it's really interesting, is, uh, C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters. Yeah. Where it's it's like a it's like a, a little demon. He's assigned to um, you know, he's assigned to this person that he's trying to tempt and those things. And he's writing these letters back and forth with his uncle, uh, you know, who's a more experienced, you know, demon and like tempting. It's interesting. It's fascinating though. It's an it's that insight into it. Yeah. So it, you know, in the book, it you know, it's like, well, I don't even have to do anything because the person, you know, you're sort of you're sort of messing it up on your own. So you don't even, you know, they can kind of sit back and just 
kind of kind of lets you go. So we're we're constantly struggling with you know our own our own selves. Um, but then there's a second part of spiritual war. So we're fighting against ourselves, our own predilections. Yeah. And um, the other half. Well, it, the other thing too is 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 just being aware that that this is going on and that you know it's a daily it's a daily battle. I mean you. You have to be aware of that. You have to you have to want to strive for perfection. You have to want to strive for, you know, for God. And there's these different there's these different uh, helps, you know, to help you get there. But one of the biggest things is just being aware of it. You're right. You're you know? totally right. Because um, then okay. you can separate it out in your mind. This is a temptation. This is just me. This is like you can actually parse things as they come to you instead of just constantly reacting and responding. Right. Right. Um, so. So there's ourselves, um, and then probably even um, you know on top of that is uh, um, temptations from uh, from evil spirits. So, in the sense that you know I like uh, the theologians talk about um, the majority, like Saint Thomas Aquinas talks about the majority of creation, God's creation, is not even the material world. Like that, the majority of creation is actually. Ooh, I can't that angels yeah fallen and otherwise fall yeah right fallen that's, wow fallen and otherwise that's wild and then, there's a lot of angels and a lot of demons yeah there's a lot of there's, <laughs> a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of fallen angels and there's a lot of there's a lot of good angels that are that'll that are still there so you know like so a lot of times people also you know sort of think about oh that you know there's there's the devil and that's it and they don't think about you know anybody else but that's you know, you know, in, in Catholic theology, that's actually um, the understanding is is that um, all of these all of these demons are working in conjunction with one another, mm. and they all sort of have their own you know assigned tasks. So, um, one of the one of the understandings is that you know every person who's born has has a guardian angel. You know, there's different levels of of angels. You know, the lowest level is is guardian angel. So. God presented, you know, uh, at the beginning of creation, God presented this opportunity, you know, are you going to accept this assignment or are you not going to accept this assignment? But you have a guardian angel, you've got a guardian angel, I've got a guardian angel. Thank God for mine. Working overtime. <laughs> and there's even uh, angels that are assigned to particular places, um, you know, like a country or, uh, you know, um, or even a family. Like um, uh, one of my... Uh, uh, seminary professors who's done a lot of writing he he chiefly is concerned with um, he's devoted himself to exorcisms mm. uh, he said that um, even families have their own when you get married there's actually a uh, a guardian angel that's assigned to your family that's separate from you know individual individual guardian angels so that's pretty awesome that's pretty awesome on the flip side um, you have uh, a demon that's constantly trying to you know Tempt you. Okay, so this is this things. is like back in like a cartoon from the fifties or the forties where there's like a good, good angel, angel and a bad, bad angel. angel on it's on like your kind shoulders. of a joke. It's like kind of a joke, but you're saying specifically that to be aware that there is an actual temptation force in our lives on a daily basis, and it's not just our own fallen nature. It's an, it's this outside spiritual force as well. It's helpful for the awareness, don't you think? Yeah, it it is. Yeah. It is really helpful for the awareness, and I I think that. Um, well, there's, I mean, there's just so much to sort of talk about here, and and uh, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not, discouragement? I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how coherent this is quite yet. But, um, well, I think you're very well, before coherent. before we get into that, I, I, so, 
when you're talking about, you know, starting with our own selves or, you know, dealing with sort of um, outside influences, I'll call them. So yeah. I'll, I'll just say good spirits, bad spirits, is that you have to understand sort of how human beings uh, know things or, you know, how we're moved by things. So, uh, for instance, guardian aid or good, good angel or good spirits, bad spirits, they can't, they can't move your will. They can't control your immaterial faculties. So your, your, um, your intellect and your will. But what they can do, because uh, something that's immaterial can act on what is lower, which is material, they can actually introduce um, or, or um, affect your imagination. So they can introduce an idea, they, or a, you know, like, a, like an image into your imagination. Or they can, they can sort of pull something from your memory you know, and introduce that into your imagination. So they can, they can act on the material side of, you know, your, your faculties. And so what you, you know, once that image is in your imagination, that's up to you. You can, right. you know, you can entertain that thought. You can, like, you're, you're, you can want that with your will. Uh, or you can, or you can, um, you know, set it aside and not, and not be moved by that. So it can actually be a, you know, an opportunity for, for virtue, exercising virtue. So, so you just have to be aware that your, your imagination is a, is a key component to things is that, you know, images, thoughts that are, that are in your head, things that you hear, um, that's, it's really important to be, to be cognizant of that and sort of keep custody of that because, um, that's, that's where we sort of get, um, it's like a playground. Yeah, that, right. It's, it's a playground. And there's in the, so we've talked sometimes or a lot about the divine office and there's, uh, every, uh, which is the, uh, official prayer of the church, public prayer of the church. So, um, according to the books of 1962, I, I call them the old right office. So, uh, there's Compline, which is, uh, night prayer in the new office, but Compline, there's a reading at the very beginning of Compline every single day of the week, seven days a week, without fail. It's from First Peter five. Um, it says, uh, "Be sober and alert, because your adversary, or your opponent, the devil, is prowling about like a lion, looking for people to devour." And then Saint Peter says, "Resist him, solid in your faith." So, <laughs> so there's this, there's this constant, there's this constant warfare. That's that's going on. So it's just it's trying. You know, the devil wants. It, he is your adversary. He doesn't want what's best for you. He wants to knock you down. And um, maybe that's a good a good segue to um, talk about discouragement and you know despair or um, hopelessness. Hopelessness is that you know um, you want to maintain. It's important in the spiritual life to try to maintain an equanimity of the soul, like mm. peace of the soul. And so, because once you sort of get, you know, sort of like have this interior disquietude, um, that can lead to, that can lead to bad things. That can be caused by different things. And so something that's important is to kind of put your finger on, mm. well, what is causing this interior disquietude? You know, because if it's sin, well, that's actually a good thing, you know, like, because like an easier thing. then you can address it, right. you know, but but there are these temptations, you know, that, um, uh, but you, you know, you've mentioned, you know, different things that have sort of moved you to, you know, despair or, you know, just really, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, I see this, I see the big, the big, especially right now in this interesting time we're living in discouragement. It's like everybody rallied and now we're like, what are we getting out of shelter? But it's like me normal. Um, 
So I see a lot of discouragement in the women that I know and that I minister to through Blessed She. I experience it myself, but something really specific for me, I've encountered a lot of discouragement, and maybe you have too, when you're about to do something that could bring about a lot of good. Like every time I'm about to go lead a women's group or give a talk or you know do something that's like a more public thing, um, you know, bringing the good news in whatever way, I feel major spiritual attack ahead of time. All the thoughts of, why am I even going? No one's gonna come. The people who come aren't gonna care. I have nothing of interest to say. I'm such a bumpkin. I'm so frumpy. They're not gonna wanna hear from me. All of this, like, incredible discouragement. And man, there've been times where I'm pulling out, I'm pulling out in front of the house and Anthony's waving like, it'll be great. Just let the Holy Spirit do his thing. And I have to remember, yeah. Okay, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. This is about just putting myself where God's asking me to go. So, man, that discouragement, it like really eats away at you though. And it's taken time and it's taken being close to the sacraments and a deeper prayer life for me to be able to stop the thought. Like literally that stop think mechanism people talk about in, in psychology circles, like stop the thought and say, you know what? I'm not giving into this right now. Yeah, maybe I'm going to look stupid and sound stupid and no one cares. Maybe. Okay, but I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this to self-aggrandize and be amazing. I'm doing this because this is what God's called me to do, this opportunity to love other people, and be with other people's in front of me, and I'm gonna take this opportunity. And I could totally flop and fail and look dumb. I, that's okay, but to distinguish that this, this temptation for discouragement, this temptation to think like this is worthwhile, this is like worthless, it's not worthwhile, to say like, oh, that's a temptation. Instead of getting on the phone with Anthony or my sister or Jenna and be like, oh, instead of this like endless verbal processing that you've been on the receiving end many times. Hey, I mean, sometimes you still gotta process, but to say like, oh, I'm recognizing this for what it is. This is discouragement. This isn't from God. Because sometimes I think it gets ties in with humility. Like, oh, if I'm really humble, I won't think highly of myself. So then I'll be discouraged. You know, like the, it's this false sense of humility. Like, well, if you're humble, you know that you're worthless. But that's not the same as true humility. Like discouragement is never from God. God's never going to put on your heart. You suck. Wow. <laughs> that's you're going to teach <laughs> I don't know. It's not like that language appropriate for children. What, but uh, like, no, he doesn't do that. That's... That's the spirit. That's the bad spirit. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Well, and, and it can even come from ourselves, like our, like you said, sort of a, a sense of pride or, mm -hmm. or, or something, and you know, being afraid to flop on your face or whatever. But, you know, there's, uh, you know, certain principles. You know, one of them is uh, I love the line from uh, Philippians where uh, I think it's in chapter four. Um, Saint Paul talks about uh, don't be anxious about anything. You know, like. Put everything in, in, in God's hands. And even if even if you do flop, you know, like That's okay. it's not gonna be the end of the world. Like, look, you know, place place, you know, placing confidence in God mm -hmm. is just it's one of those fundamental things that you you constantly have to do. Um But that ties in with our last thought, which is hope. Right? Great. That that, yeah. like, that that is the fundamental thing of hope. Like coming in humility to saying you're gonna do what you can with the mess that I've made or the thing I've tried to do here where I'm putting my hope and trust in you and not in myself and my own yeah. abilities. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> What's that look for? I, I know, I interrupted you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
Well, uh, there's, there's a, I, I guess maybe, you know, to, to, you know, talk about hope, to springboard off of that, there's also another, there's another great line, uh, it's from, it's from Romans. Um, St. Paul talks about, um, be renewed uh, in your mind. And, mm, and, okay. and the word, the Greek word for, for renewal is, it's actually metamorphosis. So mm. it's like a caterpillar going to, a, you know, becoming a butterfly, like a complete renewal of, of the mind insofar as mm. you, you are a spiritual organism. Um, you, if you're in the state of grace, you, you know, are a temple of, of the Holy Spirit. And so if you view things through the lens of the spiritual realities, you know, of, you know, of what's really going on, your mind is going to, you're going to view things through a completely, through a, a, through a completely different lens. So, you know, I so hope, that. like you said, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not material successes or, or whatever, but you're, you're constantly trying to, um, turn, turn towards God and be, you know, be anchored, be anchored in, in God. That's, that's it. I mean, it's, we're given that gift of hope in, in <laughs> baptism, right? The faith, hope, and charity, the theological virtues were given in the gift of baptism, they're perfected in confirmation by the Holy Spirit, but just to cling to that and also to remember just from a practical perspective, when you feel despair and discouragement, especially in the era of social media, everyone's doing it better than you. Everyone's more popular than you. Why should I try to do this thing? I can't do it as well and so and so is to cling to God made us unique. You have a unique gift to share. We have unique gifts to share and embrace your gifts. And if those gifts result in one other person's life being enriched, that's awesome. Don't have to affect a million people to gauge your level of success. It's just living your life according to the good news of the gospel and hoping that even one other life is changed by you. So that's the real hope. Is that the hope is like God's doing the work, we're just his hands. Wow, covered a lot of ground. I know we could talk for like 10 more hours, but we will. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's sorry, there's so much. There's I mean, there's, so much there's to a talk lot, about. There's a lot of generalities that are in there and, and um, Hopefully we can unpack, you know, some of that. And um, but, you know, one of the takeaways, just to you know, to mention it again, is um, it's just it's so profoundly important to be aware that every day is a new opportunity. Mm, I love that. You are involved, whether you want to be or not, in a spiritual warfare. I mean, you constantly we're constantly trying to make progress. We want to grow closer to God. And there's, there are obstacles in the way. Every day presents its, you know, new challenges. And, but there are tools out there, um, you know, to, to properly engage um, in the spiritual warfare. Um, and we can, you know, we can talk about some of those too. Yeah, but, including but having awareness. a spiritual director, a deep prayer life, staying close to the sacraments when you're allowed to. Right. Like and, 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 and also trying to figure out, um, you know, when you get, you know, something like... Um, a thought of despair or you're kind of moved towards, mm. you know, just becoming frustrated or anxious or, you know, whatever it is. So, I mean, there are things that you can do to kind of figure out, well, what, what is the source of this and what, you know, how do I, how do I treat this? And I mean, that's something for another day, but, um, but there's a lot of hope. Oh, there's a lot of light. Yeah. Awareness, like just be, be aware of like, that's the big thing is be aware. <laughs> and also in. God's won the battle. Like these are, are the war. The battle, like these little battles, like Jesus has won victory for us. We can believe in that. That's right. I cling to that. You're not the savior. <laughs>
<laughs> Wait, what was that like? I know that there, the, there is, a, there is a God, and I am not He. That's right. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll see you next time.